and welcome back to Kidman Talk. This is episode 133. And as you can notice, I'm at home. I'm hanging out here in my basement because we're going to be talking about Zooming with kids. The who, the what, the when, the where, the why, the how. And I've got a friend with me here today. This is Craig Wilson. Say hello to Greg, everybody. Howdy ho, Carl. Carl, I can neither confirm nor deny that I'm wearing pajamas. <laughs> You're on screen right now, buddy. So, uh, and I like your behind you, it says gathering, because we're going to be talking about gathering online with our kids. So, uh, wherever you're at, uh, whatever you're doing, take a break and let's talk about Zooming. Um, I've just done one with the kids. I've been enjoying watching what others are doing. I invited Craig because he's got three under his belt. And uh, so we are not experts, uh, but we are learning uh, what we're doing. I've been being asked a lot. And so I thought, let's grab a guy who knows more than me. Let's get together and we're going to talk about it. So uh, I'm excited about it. Make sure if you haven't already to check out kidology.org forward slash kids church online or KCO works the same. I've been producing kids church services that you can use in your church and you can read all about that there. But now we're going to talk Kidman. We're going to talk Zoomin. So Zoom, Zoom. Thanks for being here today, Craig. Uh, we are actually yeah. recording this on Zoom, so we don't get the split screen. So I got to try and remember to click back and forth because it. Uh, I think it'll go to whoever's uh, talking. But we're going to go through, you know, the who, the where, the what, the when, the why, the how of Zoom. Um, we're going to try not to get too deep in the weeds, but we do want to actually give you some of the technical um, explanations for how to do this. Some folks have never done this before. They're intimidated. Uh, they're scared to do it. And right off the bat, I want to talk about just, I just want to encourage you to do it. Um, don't look at others and what they do that might be amazing, might have incredible backdrops. Um, they might have post editing that they do. Because as I mentioned in the webinar that I did last week on taking your Kidman digital, which by the way, you can rewatch the replay. It's at kidology.org forward slash Kidman digital. One of the things I really encouraged on there, and I'm glad people received it, was that you don't compare yourself to anyone else. Mm -hmm. You can put something out there that you're embarrassed of. You think this is just hodgepodge. It's not great. But you know what? It's you. And you are who your kids miss. And you are who knows your kids by name and loves them. Somebody hearing from you even in a chaotic, crazy Zoom call or a video that you push out is better than a slick produced thing that someone else puts out. I mean, I think my kids' shirts online are pretty homemade. I watch them and there's things I cringe where the audio's not the way I'd like it to be or the, the lighting's not the way I'd like it to be. But I'm not letting that discourage me. I'm going, I'm going to put out my best and I know other people's best is better than mine and some others is not so good, but what's important for my kids at my church is that they see me and, and that they see other leaders in our church, which is why I'm trying to also include some of our other leaders. It would be easier to just do it all myself, um, but that's important. That doesn't mean we don't share great stuff that we come across. Um, I, hope, I hope sharing my videos is a blessing to your ministry. I'm sharing other people's uh, resources with my kids, but the most important thing that my kids can see is me and the other leaders that they know and love. And that means the most important people for your kids to see is you. And Zoom makes that possible. 
So let's jump in. First, why to do it? If you're watching this, I don't think I need to spend a lot of time on that. Um, we need to stay connected with our kids. They need to see us. We need to maintain relationship. We're always saying that the church is not the building, right? The church is the people. Well, now we're getting to actually live that and demonstrate that by being the church without a building. And what a blessing. Can you imagine this similar crisis taking place in the 70s or 80s without the internet and how isolating and uh, how much more scary it would be if everybody was just hunkered down and we didn't have this ability um, to connect like this. And so that's one of the reasons I think it is so important. Before we shift into, you know, kind of what is Zoom for the brand new newbies, Craig, what would you add to just why is this important to do? Yeah, I, I think, Carl, too, if I could just put people at ease, you know, I, I've, I've done, I've actually today did my fourth one. Uh, and so, but like, I am not an expert by any means. I stumbled through this myself, uh, figuring it out on my own a little bit, got some help from my youth pastor. And, um, I, you know, I think the most important thing, like you said, is what are the transferable principles? You know, um, you might, some might be able to say, Hey, you know, I don't even have a budget to get some of these games you guys might be doing, but there's, there's ways you can do things. The biggest part of it is get online and connect with them. That reassurance, seeing each other, um, being able to encourage them. You know, just as I'm playing games and, and talking with them and being able to say and remind them, hey, guys, through all of this, who's in control? God is. Hey, when you're scared, who can you pray to? God. Um, those things are reassuring. and I'm getting good feedback from parents on that kind of stuff. Just that they got to see each other, that they got to see their pastor and their leaders. That's the value of more than whatever game you play. Um, I saw someone doing Zoom and all they were doing is just reading the Bible stories. Uh, from the Bible, uh, illustrated Bible from there. And hey, that's great. It was about getting to see their people and be reassured that God's in control at this time. And so that's the importance of it. Absolutely. And, you know, I also want to encourage you, you're going to feel like it's a little crazy, a little chaotic. And, um, and, and that's okay. Uh, there were times during my Zoom, I was wondering, do I even have the kids here? Because it's kind of like real church where the kids that are really listening are quiet, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, the kids that are going to be noisy and a little obnoxious and you got to mute them, but they're also having fun and they're also receiving. And my most encouraging part of my Zoom was at the end when the kids all wanted to know, are we doing this tomorrow? You know, when are we doing this again? I was like, okay. So they were with me and they were having a fun time. So let's drop in. Let's give a crash course for those who have not done Zoom. If you know a little bit about it, bear with us because we're going to get into some really practical games. I'm going to demonstrate a magic trick you can do, show you some fun games that I'm doing. Craig's going to show you some amazing things that he's doing with technology that I, I just wanted to do this with him just for myself because uh, I, I want to do some of the things that I've seen him doing on Facebook and you're going to learn how to do that. But let's start out at the beginning for those who are going to sign up for a free Zoom account, which limits them to 100 connections and 40 minutes. They can't record it, but for most churches, if budget's really an issue, uh, that basic free account will work for them. So Craig, walk us through just that basic overview. 
Yeah, and I'd keep in mind, uh, you know, when, you know, maybe approaching your leadership and asking for this, you know, it is a monthly membership. So, you know, you can maybe sell it to them by, hey, it's just, we're hoping and praying it's only going to need it for a month or two. Absolutely. And so, so to sign up for that, you're not locked into any long uh, term contract or anything like that. So there is some value in paying for it to get that hour. I've been doing mine about an hour long, Carl, and I feel that feels just about right for there. But if you just absolutely can't, you can sign up for the free one. Yeah, I um, agree. That, and and you do get a discount if you go ahead and pay for the annual. Um, but yeah, you could go month to month. And I think 15 bucks, I mean, that's that's two people going out to eat um, and look at the increased ministry that you can have. So yeah, yeah that's, that's, it's pretty, that's pretty inexpensive. Yeah, I wouldn't be afraid to ask and maybe even mention some of the things you're not paying for during this season. Um, props for kids church, you know, things like crackers and snacks and all that could probably easily cover the zoom expense. Yeah. And then you might be able to transfer some of that unused budget as well to purchase some of the games that you, that you want to do. So Carl, do you want me to share my zoom screen right now? So we can talk about setting up a meeting. Yeah. And let's just demonstrate that is one of the cool things you can do is you can actually share your screen with the kids and we're going to get into some really cool things, but let's just start out. Just walk them through like setting up a meeting. You've got your zoom account. Right. In a setup a meeting. All right. Let me uh, let me get in here. Just give me one quick second. I'm going to try and share screen with Carl real quick here. And uh, there we go. And uh, all right. Let's see. When you hit yeah. that share, you get yep. options and you can pick a particular uh, program. You can pick a, a Firefox or Safari. As you see, he's got here. Yeah, that's the beauty of that is it'll let you decide what you want to share with it. So right now, Carl, you should be able to see my profile page Yep. and everything. So I'm going to go to schedule a meeting, uh, which is up here in the right-hand corner. And once I hit schedule a meeting, it's really simple. The topic, I'm going to put uh, Carl is awesome. Oh, thanks. Everybody knows that already. The description is, I think the above, I can't type, says it all. all. Oh, yeah, and this, really and by the way, this is internal. Uh, this is really just your description. Well, no, they will see the topic and description, but the rest is they'll the see the topic and description. So then you're just going to go to win. All right. So I'm going to set it up for uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and I'm going to set it up. You just pick your time there, a.m. or p.m., whatever you're going to do. So let's just say 2 p.m. Um, and then you set it up for duration. Again, you can set it up for however long or short you want. Obviously, you can end the meeting at any time, so setting it up for an hour is fine. If you end it earlier, no problem. If you go longer, no problem. But that's just giving people a basic idea of how long you're going to do it. Yeah, now, this is important, Carl. I learned this the hard way. Um, down here, you got time zone. I missed that the first meeting I set it up, okay. and it's defaulted for me to Pacific. And for me, Carl and I are in uh, the great state of Colorado, and got so I have to go okay. down here and find – I don't want to go Midland Samoa. I want to go and find uh, mountain time. So you want to set up your time. If you're Eastern, uh, Pacific, mountain, whatever your time zone is, you definitely want to make sure you set that up because uh, that confused some of my people for my first one. Uh, yeah, I'll and I set my way. duration to be longer than my meeting will actually be because I, I don't know if it cuts you off. And so um, I – It does not. I have not experienced that it will cut you off. Okay. So that made it be for planning yeah. purposes. But I figured uh, – let people know I can make it shorter. Yeah. For me, this is not a reoccurring meeting. Um, you don't need to do anything else there. 
Um, meeting password, requiring a meeting password. I think this is a good thing to do for safety and security. Um, what you're trying to do for all of this is uh, make sure that you are only allowing people from your church that you have sent this to uh, to come to your meeting. So any piece of security you add to that will help. So I require a meeting password. Um, next down, you and see it right be very here. Simple. Yeah, what I do is I don't want, and you guys have probably seen online, there's been some Zoom bombing, they're calling it, where folks have jumped into public Zoom meetings and done inappropriate things. And with children, obviously, that, that could be even worse. So by putting that password, I promote the link to everybody. I actually created a redirect um, just with my kids' church domain. So I just made zoom.highpointkids.church. That's easy to remember, easy to put in a logo. I went into my GoDaddy domain management and created that redirect on your website. You can maybe create a redirect, um, your web person on how to do that. But then that password protects that the, and I tell them the only way to get that password is check your email. I email all our parents or we have a closed Facebook group that we don't admit anyone without checking the church database. They're either a volunteer or a parent pastor somebody like that. Um, and then that's why, and then just say, if you need the password, you just email or text me if you didn't get it somehow. Um, but that will ensure that it's a safe environment for your kids. Right. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be posting that one, your, your password, things like that on your public forum. So next down, you have video. Um, this is going to determine who's on video to be seen. Um, so you obviously want host, and then you also want participant as well because you want to be able to see them. Um, so... Then next down here, you have your audio, and it gives you the option telephone, computer, audio, or both. I, I typically am just selecting computer audio. I suppose the both is if somebody was having technical issues um, with their phone, um, you maybe would select that that would allow them to use the audio on their phone um, to join in. I, I don't know for sure, but my, my gut is that could maybe create some technical issues. So I've just been choosing computer audio only. Most people have the mic and everything connected to that as well. Um, here's meeting options. These ones are important here for security as well. Um, enable join before host. You do not want to check that. Um, the reason why is that people could, all the kids uh, could log in before your meeting actually starts and they could be chatting and talking with each other uh, before you as a supervisor or moderator are in with them. So do not check that. That will not allow them to be able to get in and you do and want to check each other. <laughs> Mute participants upon entry. Yes, by checking that, that will say when they come in, they can't just come in screaming and yelling and talking. You get to control when you unmute them. Dog yeah. barking. Yeah, exactly. Enable waiting room. A waiting room just allows them to check in before the meeting starts without being able to be able to see each other, but lets them in there. So you can check that one okay. There's not a safety or security issue there. In yeah, that. it's actually a, a safety enhancement because you or your co-host will approve them to enter. And right. so you can actually use that as a way to filter out someone that you don't know, especially if you're a smaller church and you know everybody you see a name of someone you don't know, you don't have to admit them in. The downside is I did that with my first uh, Zoom webinar and it was uh, became a hassle because I had to keep going in and admitting people while I was trying to start the webinar. And so I learned in, my, in that case, I either needed someone else empowered to do that. I had to go in and edit and turn that off because people were missing out on the content because they were stuck in the waiting room. So 
just know you will need to be letting people in and people are going to come late to your zoom meeting. Yeah. You'll want to have somebody else um, who can be doing that for you um, because it's really hard to be speaking, teaching, entertaining, and also managing that, uh, that waiting room. The one feature you can use Carl in your settings and your main settings is um, you can have it ding a bell, an alert noise when somebody comes in. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah, so that will help you if you're already going and somebody joins late, it'll ding, then you can know to look to that side window and admit and let them in. So that's in the general settings, which I'll show you in a moment. So only authenticated users can join. Um, and and uh, Carl, I, I haven't checked that one. I don't, I don't that use is. that because I think they have to have a Zoom account. And I right. don't want the kids to have to walk through that. Um, I do record um, then is the next option. That is not available with the free account. I do not believe. Um, I wouldn't lose sleep over it. But just as a security precaution, um, I don't share the recordings. I don't make them available publicly or even privately. They're just on my computer. And, and I do that. And I'll probably delete them eventually. Um, but the thinking behind that is if anyone were to say that you said something inappropriate or something inappropriate happened on the show, you would have a recording of that show yeah. um, just, just, to, just to cover yourself a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly why to record that. And then also um, it's uh, what I do, what I do, Carl, is, is I ask parents to, when we first start, I ask parents to be online with the kids and I ask them to give a verbal permission for them to be here. And okay. so that's also why I record that. Now, some people are sending out um, written permission slips. That way, it's just an easy way for me to do it. It gets it recorded, has some element of permission from the parents for them to be there. Um, some of you may have parents who are working and their kids want to be on and mom or dad can't be there. I allow them to email me written permission for them to be on for that day. That's so, And it also gives the opportunity to record it either locally to your computer or if you have the paid account uh, to the to their cloud, which will free up, keep your space free on your computer. So that's basically it. Once you have that, then you're just going to hit save, okay? And um, what's great about that is later you can go to your meetings and you can um, actually, uh, you can see here, it says Carl is awesome. I can open that up. And uh, it's just all the information is there, but it will show me who is registered um, for the meeting already. So I can see, oh great, I got 10 kids already and so-and-so is coming. The other thing you do is once you set up the meeting, you'll see over here it says copy the invitation on the right-hand side over here. When you click that, this is what it's going to say when you send this to people. Hey, Craig Wilson is inviting you to a scheduled Zoom meeting. The topic is Carl is awesome. <laughs> when it is, you have to do is hit copy meeting invitation. Now I'm just pasting that to the email with my other information or wherever Absolutely. I'm posting that. Yeah, and, and that long URL they can just click on. If you have the ability to make a, a shorter URL or use tinyurl.com, you can do that as well. And I don't make the, I make the password as something as simple as you know, Jesus or Moses or something that's easy to remember, but not Carl easy. is awesome. Carl is awesome. Yeah. Everyone should just use Carl is awesome. I think yeah. that'd be fine. So. so over here on your left, we won't go into detail about this, but if you see this over here, Carl is settings, this is just some of the settings are the same there, but um, there's some, there's some settings in here that can become important. Take some time to walk through these. They're pretty self-explanatory. Probably the main one um, is that I, on mine, because I'm hosting the zoom call, I set that anyone can share their screen and uh, see that right here. Uh, that way Craig's able to share his screen. Normally I would have that off 
because I don't want kids sharing their screens. Um, I just want to see them. So but read through those and, um, but we, we, we miss your, we miss your good looking mug here. So go ahead and end that share. And, uh, but that'll give you a great, uh, that's kind of a basic overview. Don't be intimidated. Just dive in and try it. If you're nervous, make your first one for a test group, you know, email a bunch of your closer friends, maybe your volunteers and their kids and say, Hey, this is something I want to do. I'm a little nervous about it. Um, would you guys get on a zoom with me tonight at seven and just do a small group one? Yeah, maybe, and depending on the size of your ministry, you may not want to do a zoom call that is, you know, you don't want two or 300 kids on a zoom call, um, unless you're just in for some, uh, audio punishment. So, you know, you may want to then break it down by groups. I think you just did one today where it was preteens, right, Craig? Just my preteens. It was a small group. I had seven in. And, uh, but, I, but this one, well, the other ones I've done mostly just games. I've been giving some scriptural encouragement and those things. Today, I took the time to do more of a devotion with them. We played uh-huh. a few games, but, you know, the, those are some of my more mature kids. So I took some time to do the devotion. Also, that's the group, the age group that I can have a lot more discussion with. On, on the Bible study. And so, um, so yeah, it worked out, it worked out pretty well um, with that. Um, but, you know, definitely like any preteen meeting where you're meeting in person, they're really excited about games. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, but the Bible study was great to be able to do that with them. So, and that's a way if you have larger groups to break it down. Now, I actually talked with someone who's getting ready to try this. He thinks he could have up to 500 people for a family scavenger hunt. So I'm really curious to see the kind of chaos and how that worked out for him. And now everyone's going to know, how do you do a, a scavenger hunt? Well, I'm going to tell you uh, a cool way to do it. I don't know if it's how he's doing it, uh, but I'm going to share what, what was probably the most fun thing to do it. Some people ask really quickly on when to do it. Um, I did mine at 4 p.m. I wanted it to be kind of after school, uh, but before dinner in the evening, kids start to get to bed. They, uh, they start to get cranky. Um, I do a PK Live uh, in the mornings at 10 a.m. That's just Facebook Live where I'll do an object lesson or a puppet or, or something like that. You could just pull your parents and just say, Hey, what would be a good time of day? And if you do them, um, and if you could decide to do more and, and do them smaller. So, um, you should be able to figure, figure that out. Um, but let's talk about some of the things to actually do on the call. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, pick a good background. I picked where my little magic layer, cause it just was visually engaging for the kids and, and to make them, um, you know, curious and ask what things were. Um, uh, I had my camera a little further forward, and I, I actually performed a couple of magic tricks. Now, I know not everyone's a magician. The key is to do what you're known for. You know, I'm known for being a magician. That's just one of my skill sets. Um, but you may have a totally different one. And if you do balloon twisting, or if you're an artist, or if you're just a great storyteller, remember, be you. You are who they need to hear. But I will teach you a magic trick. I, I told Craig to get a deck of cards ready uh, before we started. And uh, you've got your deck of cards. That was a brand new deck. Mine's right? a trick deck, though. Just, you, it's I'm a cheating. Trick. You're cheating. So here, here's a trick I did. I did this as one of my PK lives, and everybody seemed to like it. And uh, you can do it, too. So, Craig, go ahead yeah. and uh, shuffle up your deck there. And, All right. Um, Make sure that they are, you know, not in any uh, particular order. All right. Okay. Now, normally when a magician uh, does a trick, you know, he fans the cards out and mm. he has people pick a card. Well, obviously here on Zoom, you know, I, I can't have you pick a card. So what I'm going to do, Craig, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reverse the trick and I'm going to pick a card. But 
the, to, to simplify it, I want you to pick nine random cards, all right? So, but don't let me see what they are. You can pick nine off the top. You can, you can be real detailed. If you want, you can go through the deck every couple of cards. If you shuffle them good, you should be able to pull off just nine cards. So one, two, three. You want me to pull nine cards out? Nine cards. Correct. I'll use right. nine cards, but make sure they don't face the screen so that I can't see them. So you're going to fan them out, and you're going to tell the kids to fan. Every single kid gets their own deck of cards. That's what's amazing about right. this trick. You can really I should make it up. really clear that I am not a magician. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I'm going to do the magic trick. You're my okay. spectator. Okay. So, so there's no way I could know um, what cards you have. It's just nine out of 52 cards. Okay. And, um, and it does work well as a fan. You were demonstrating, yeah. it, but I think if the screen was on me, everyone needs to see your talent there. And um, so, and they, and then those nine could be in any order. So hold it up so I can see. All right. I'll right up to the camera. And I'm going to pick, um, let's see, I'm going to pick uh, this one right there. Oh, you don't know which one I mean. I'm going to pick the third one down. So, now, yes, that one right there. Don't, don't pull it out. Just look at it. Okay. Memorize what it is. All right. And if you watch this later, you could pause this and go run and do a deck and do this along with me, and your mind will be, your mind will be totally blown, all right? So you're going to square those cards back up and just put them okay. in a pile in your hand. All right. So all I know is that the third card down from the top is the one that I picked. And so I'm going to try to reveal what that is without ever seeing your cards. All right. Okay. So here's the way it works. Every card you explain to the kids has a suit. It has hearts, clubs, spades, or diamonds. It has a number. It'll be an ace or two through 10, jack, queen, king, or ace. Right. And so you know what the card is. I don't. So, Craig, what you're going to do is you're going to count, you're going to start out with the face. So it'd be like the four, say it's the four spades or the seven of diamonds or the queen of hearts. Whatever that number is, um, you are going to spell out that number, taking one card at a time and putting it down on the table. So for example, if I had uh, four, I would go F-O-U-R and then just keep holding onto these. So okay. You didn't tell me I was going to have to spell. Yeah, well, it is tough. Okay. I actually tried to put how to spell the suits on a board uh, behind me, and uh, but in the Facebook Live, they were reversed. I that was my learning curve. Nice. You can actually reverse. Okay, so like, I'm going to count out, right? Oh yeah, don't tell me what it is, but you're gonna you're gonna spell the word, spell okay. the number, or if it's a jack, it's J A C K. If it's a queen, it's Q U E E N. If it's a king, it's K I N G. Okay, so I got it. You've got that. Yeah, so now the extra cards in your hand, mm -hmm. you're just going to drop them on top and then pick the whole stack back up. Okay. Now, most people don't realize there's three parts to a card. There's the four of spades, the seven of hearts. The of is very magical. So now you're going to spell off the word of. You're just going to go O-F. Okay. And after you do that, you're going to drop all the cards on top. Got it. And pick the stack back up. Now it had a suit. All right, so it was hearts, clubs, spades, or diamonds. Diamonds is a big one. Do you, do you need my cheat sheet, Craig? No, no, I think I'm okay. Right. I'm trying to remember if I remember the card. <laughs> so, well, if you need to peek at them to, rem to see what it is, just, you know. No, I, I think I got good. it. You could just don't I got it. the order. All right, spell out the <laughs> okay, suit. Spell it out. Spell out 
spades or you're going to sp make sure you put the s on the end it's diamonds spades there, it is a plural word right, got it and you're all done so now i am going to reveal do i drop the last the remaining ones oh, on, yeah. On? yeah i always drop the remaining ones on okay, top all right good job thanks sir so now i'm going to reveal what your card is are you ready to have your mind blown i'm ready to have it blown now imagine doing this with you know 20 kids online they've all got a deck of cards you pick the third card down on all their decks they have spelled out the face the of and the suit and then that's when you break it to them you know i actually can't know what your card is because you shuffle the deck you pick nine you mixed up the nine i picked the third and now you have totally mixed them up again and there's no way i could know that it's impossible for man but the bible does say twice that everything this um all with man this is impossible with god all things are possible right and jesus is god so here's what i want you to do craig i want you to count out j e s u s right down on the table this time the extra cards when you're done yeah. you don't need them you can just toss them all right side pick those up these are the Jesus cards because Jesus knows everything. So turn over that top card and take a peek at it. And is it your card? It is. It is. Ooh. Ooh. Explosion. So mind blown. So yeah, you know, that's just a sample of, you know, something you can do through the screen and, uh, and blow their minds. And there's lots of other tricks like that. Um, that are a lot of fun. Um, I did one yesterday. Where's my dartboard? Um, here, I'll put the screen on you while I go find my dartboard. Here it is. Here it is. So this is an old. This one I'm not going to teach you, but uh, so Craig, I, I want you to uh, pick your favorite color on this board here. All right, yellow. All right, you like yellow? All right. Yeah. So I've got a dartboard here, and I have some invisible darts, and the kids had so much fun with this. I'm going to hand you the dart. All right, take the uh -huh. dart. All right. And I want you to throw it at the board, all right? Go ahead. Ugh. Ow. Oh. Sorry. I'll, let me try that again. Ow. Here, I hand it back to you. Yeah. All right, so I actually got down on the ground and <laughs> held it up so the kid wouldn't hit me. <laughs> oh, there we go. So you, um, you picked yellow, you said, right? Yeah. So your dart, because it's invisible and you threw it, you're the only one that knows where it landed. So uh, which, which number... Wherever it landed, go out to the number and tell me what number uh, your dart landed on. Ten. Number ten. The, the, the ten? Where's the ten? Oh, there's yeah. the ten. All right. So you picked the yellow. You threw the dart. There's no way I could know what number you were going to pick. So let's just flip it over and let's just count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm. So that was a trick I did multiple times. Uh, different kids got to pick the darts and throw them. And, when I cool. tossed it them, they had so much fun with the antics. Uh, but that's just a magic trick. I'm not going to teach how that one's done. You'll have to Google it or something. I don't want to give away the secret. Um, but you can do things like that that get the kids really thinking. Um, one of my favorite games I played was this one, and it's called Card and Go Seek. Now, you don't have to go buy the game, but if you're going to use this game, I'd get on Amazon and buy it. I'm a big believer in use and support you know whatever you use even if you use it in advance uh always always support people but card uh card and go seek i call it zoom and go seek 
And what it is, it's basically a deck of cards that have a bunch of adjectives on them. So here's one that says holds water, uh, something you crave, plastic. And I'm going to post uh, a bunch of pictures of these. I don't want to post them all because I, I want to honor their, their cap copyright. But I will post in the show notes for this podcast um, some of the uh, samples of some of the cards. Um, you could probably make up your own. But what I did is this got the kids to get away from the computer and run around the house. And so I would pick one. I had the kids actually pick a number in the chat. And then I, uh, the first kid to post a number, I counted out that many cards, although I kind of off screen cheated to make sure I picked a good one. And, uh, but this, like one was um, something broken and I didn't want them doing that. So contains a liquid. So I would say go, and they have one minute to run around the house and find something that contains a liquid. <laughs> and you can imagine <laughs> how creative that could be. I did Harry yesterday, and I can't tell you, it was like a dog Zoom call. Almost every kid brought a dog and had their dogs on the screen. That was so fun. Um, but this, we did this for 20 minutes. Yeah. And um, you probably know this principle, but it's probably worth reminding. When it comes to games, Stop while they still love it. Mm -hmm. There's a principle in, in all of kids' mm -hmm. ministry that kids associate their last memory of something with how they feel about it. So you could have a game that's epic, but if you go too long and it starts to get old, the next time you go to play the game, the kids don't remember the 45 minutes they loved it. They remember the five minutes that it was boring, mm -hmm. and they'll go, oh, not that game again. So you got to stop things while they love it, then the next time you bring it back, they'll cheer because they remember being disappointed that you stopped the game. A little psychological trick there. So we did this for about 20 minutes. The kids were loving it. Um, then I, my wife got me digging through all our card tricks. And we found one called Think in Sync. And this is a card game that's meant to be played in person, has a bunch of cards. But this one, the idea is to answer the questions the same. So you might put out something like uh, a kind of pet, a size of bed, uh, a mustard brand, an ice cream flavor, a type of plant. And where the, you get the points is if you say the same thing as other people. So if you said uh, a flavor of ice cream, um, you might want to guess, you know, not, um, you know, peanut butter and chocolate. You probably just want to go with chocolate. And whatever answer gets the most answers everyone who made that guess gets a point and Carl, so, how are you having them physically answer were they writing that oh, down yeah thank you in yeah. the chat room so in the chat room they post they type their answer and then you look at it and oh you know for type of dog poodle got the most answers so everyone who said poodle gets a point now one thing i do with the games you can't really monitor or supervise the games and so you can just let them keep track of their own points but don't worry about yeah. announcing who won or who lost um, because the, the kids, half the kids didn't understand the rules anyway. Um, so you want to keep it fun and positive. Uh, another one that we found um, in our box of games was called Things. And again, I'd recommend getting on Amazon and just buying some of these games. Um, I couldn't find it because it's in our bag that we go camping with. There's a game called The Worst Card Game Ever, and <laughs> it really is. Uh, but it's funny, and uh, that was one that I'm going to try. But this is where kids try to list things, um, things humans don't need anymore, things that would make a funny security password, things that would make a good potato chip flavor. 
And these are just discussion starters just to get kids to uh, chat in the comments. And then you just interact with them. That's not a win or lose game. I don't so know. Carl, even means. for something like that, just to be clear, you're having them put type those into the chat rather than having 20 people try and answer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I want them to put it in the chat. That will eliminate some of the younger kids. Um, but if they're really young, they likely have a mom or dad there um, yeah. that, that is helping them. I'll show you one more game. And I got this from um, a, a Facebook group on Kidology. Where'd my deck of cards go? Here it is. And um, someone posted, you know, what do you do on a Zoom call? Which is what gave me this idea. And um, I, I tried this one and it worked great. This was called uh, Higher or Lower. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick seven cards. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven cards. And I'm going to let Craig play. So Craig. It's like Card Sharks. What's that? It's like Card Sharks, the game show. Oh, is it? Okay. So yeah. higher or lower. So the first card is a 10. All right. So Craig, you have right. to decide. Is it higher or lower than a 10, the next card? I'm going to go lower. It's lower, he's Carl. Good. All right. He's going to go lower. So here we go. I will, I'm switching back and forth on our view here. So he says lower, and it is lower. It is lower. It's a seven. Yes. All right. So now you have to decide: is it higher or lower? All right. He's saying higher. 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 All right. Let's find out. And it is a king. Mm, I am good at this game. I'm gonna go lower, Carl. Lower. Right, he's going lower. He's going lower. All right. And it is. Is it lower than a king? Actually, king's the highest because ace is the bottom. Right. That wasn't too hard. All right. Four. Ooh, four. This is I'm going to go higher. All right, so now I have a question. Since you've obviously seen this show, what do you do when the next card is – I'm trying to switch here – is the same? Is that, does that count as uh, – would, I would lose. You would lose. Yeah. So you have to say higher, lower, or the same? No. I just I, – well, I don't know how you're judging when you lose. If you miss it, you're out. That would be a loss. But that would be an automatic loss, right? Because whether you said yeah. higher or lower. Neither higher nor lower. So it might be better to take a peek at the cards and make sure that there's, uh, none the same. That there's no duplicates next to each other. Yeah. Otherwise, you yeah. could make it a pass. So right. we'll, we'll, we'll give you a pass. Since, since All right, I'm going to go higher again. So he's going to go higher again. Uh-oh. So let's see. Higher or lower? Are you sure? Is that your final yes, I'm totally sure, Carl. I'm sticking with my gut. Sticking with it. It's a good thing you did. <laughs> I won't be. I won't be manipulated by you. Carl. I tried to trick you. All right. So <laughs> this is this is gonna be amazing if Craig does this in one his first time playing. All right. Oh, this Here is, it is. the last card. Which I'm trying to read Carl's poker face right now. All right. The last card no. was. I'm looking eight. deep into his eyes. All right. Here we go. I can tell Carl's giving it a lot of right now. It's reflecting on my glasses. Um, that's what I'm trying to see. <laughs> I'm trying to eat. I'm going right. to go with higher. He's going to go with higher. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Craig Loss. Oh! Oh! It was so close. So what I did is I did that with the kids. I picked a particular kid. You, it's too hard to do that with all the kids. So yeah. I went through each kid. I picked him. I muted everybody else. I said, you guys can play along. And you can cheer if, if you know, you won if, if you guessed right and they guessed wrong. But then I immediately went to the next kid. And uh, we got down to two or three cards. And then the cutest, sweetest, little pint-sized little girl uh, went all the way. And it was funny because the kids could see uh, her mom whispering suggestions. They're like, her mom told her, her mom told her. I'm like, her mom doesn't know either. Um, yeah. But she did give her suggestions.
And uh, you have to mention at the beginning that ace is low, not high. So if they get a king, it's lower. If they get an ace, you know it's higher. Um, but there's just a sample of, a, of an easy game that you can play um, just using card game. Be creative. Think about um, guessing games, things that get them run around the house. But now I'm going to sit back and I'm going to learn from Master Craig because some of you know I took over youth ministry at my church uh, last year for about six months while we looked for a youth pastor. And, you know, as much as I love kidology.org for children's pastors, they're like, Where, where's the teenology.org um, for youth ministry? And I ended up on downloadyouthministry.com, got my pastor to approve the membership and, um, and loved the videos, uh, loved a lot of the downloads. But one of the things I didn't use because I knew I was temporary and I didn't want to learn a new thing, I'm an old dog, um, was a program called Sidekick. And Craig knows that program. He's been using it for some online digital games that I now want to learn from you how that's done. So I'm switching it over to you. Yeah, sure. And if I can encourage people, again, I, I, I wasn't familiar with it until last week, just vaguely familiar, but went to my youth pastor and got on. And it's, it's fairly intuitive, but this just kind of helps take uh, your online Zoom gaming a little bit digital, gives some eye candy. I've found that it's engaging kids a little bit more um, than some of the other games and or just mixes things up. Use a mix of games that are just straight cards or just uh, straight off paper as long as well as the digital games and they so can do now, this, even without sidekicks there, there is a cost to sidekick they can do powerpoint yes. games they can do yeah you can use powerpoint games if you use pro presenter um you can use your games in pro presenter just being uh screenshots up anything like that you can use sidekick i actually only use a handful of games for it but it gives a nice like kind of fun little bit of eye candy uh to it so i'll, I'll show you with this so sidekick it is a monthly fee um, or if you were to pay for an annual I'm just doing monthly again because right now I just determining that I hopefully only need this for a couple of months but I, I do believe I probably uh, might hang on to it and use it afterwards as well so yeah, I'm and I, did share the, screen with I did the annual and what I liked is they give you $20 a month to spend on the site on games and things so instead yeah. of, unlike Kidology instead of getting everything free you get some free and then you have to pay for some other stuff um, but uh, I use that 20 bucks every month to download cool things. Yeah, and when you, when you download it, when you do purchase it, even for the monthly, you get a handful of free games with it, Carl. And then they also, um, I don't know if it's a current special, but I got $10 in credit to order games. And the games average about 4 to $6 a piece for it. Um, but they're, uh, they're very customizable. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen with you guys here. And um, if I bring this up, can you see that, Carl? Yes. Okay, so this is, this is your control screen here, and your library is where all your games are going to go. And a bunch of these, most of these, are ones that came with it. Um, some of them don't really work for at-home games. They're designed to be used with people there in person. Um, but I'm just going to share a couple of the games that I've used that have been the biggest hits uh, with us. And so here's your library. You go, scroll down here. I've got Home Hunt. So once I click on that, it uh, brings up this screen here which is my edit screen um, a couple of things to know on here is um, this title graphic on and off is going to if that is on and that's the default screen which people are going to see um, so like if I I'll just real quick it'll be a little clumsy to do this because we have to go back and forth to share but if I had the title screen on everybody should be seeing a big home hunt yeah right so uh, that's great if I just want that up there to begin with, but I want that off 
if I'm going to um, actually, if I'm going to actually be running playing the game. Okay, so I'm back to this uh, home screen here. The other thing is, is on screens, you don't need those on, you can leave those off. Um, if I go here to edit, what's great with this home hunt is basically it's similar to Carl's scavenger hunt with the cards, okay? I'm going to spin the wheel or the digital wheel is going to go and it's going to land on an item and they have to go hunt for that item, okay? Now what's great here is I can customize this one. So here's ones that they've auto-filled, but I say I want to say uh, toenail clippers as an item. And that dropped it down there because the alphabetical in there. But now you can see a toenail clippers on there, right? I can customize these to whatever I want. I can add an item if I want to put more items in the wheel here. If I want to remove them all and start fresh, you can do that over here. You can delete items, okay? So once I have my wheel, what's great about this is this allows you to easily customize. If you want to play this game two or three times on some different days, you can mix it up by changing the items, okay? So that's basically it for editing it, getting it set up. And um, again, I'm gonna stop sharing that. I'm gonna share the actual screen that I would share with the kids. Um, and that would be this one here. And so when I hit spin, turn that off, there's the wheel. I hit spin. Oh, and they can even see what the different things might be. Yes, they'll see what they are. Phone charger. All right, all the kids are running, scrambling to bring back phone charger. If you have a small group of kids, this works easily to, uh, you know, have each kid show what they got. Then it's easy. There's just a clear button, and you spin it again. Framed photo of you. So now they're running out and grabbing that. So it's just, this is a, a way to take it digital digital piece of my candy to it. If for some reason uh, you, again, you can't afford the, uh, the Sidekick app, uh, you can do this just old school. Write it down on paper. Call out the things random on your own off the top of your head. Um, this will work on, on a digital app like this or just- I got my phone charger. I got my phone charger. All right, Carl, God. good job. You Woo! win. Yeah, right, so what I was just telling them that if they can't do the Sidekick app, this is a game that's just easy to do on their own with just calling out the items uh, by random there. But this just kind of adds a fun uh, digital element to it. I'll show you a couple other games real quick that have worked well for us with the Sidekick app. And um, let me share this screen back here to you guys. And here's my library. I can add games to a playlist if I have certain ones I want to do. Um, this alphabet hunt here basically is going to randomly spin and I will choose when to stop it and it'll land on a letter of the alphabet. I'm using this in the same way for home hunt. Set so this time, I can use this a different day and I've mixed the game up some, got a little more mileage out of it. Yeah, and they can even, uh, so they find anything that starts with that letter. Exactly, anything that starts with the letter I or the letter N. Today with my preteens, I asked them what game they wanted to play and they all wanted to play home hunt. So this time I mixed it up, I used the alphabet, but I said, go find something in your bathroom that starts with this letter. Go find something in your garage that starts with this letter. Go and find that, something. And that's, that's safe because we're online. We don't have to worry about germs. Right, yeah, we don't have to worry about germs. So, so that's another great, this alphabet hunt one actually could be used for anything. You could do a sing-off competition. Can you Spin launch it. that just so folks can see? What yeah, let me launch it for you. And then you could, because you, you could just say, okay, uh, it's uh, Carl, it's your turn. Let's do this here. 
Carl, you've got to sing a song that starts with the letter oh. D. Um, oh, uh, start <laughs> with that letter? Oh, because yeah. I was going to do, I've got the joy, 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 joy. Oh, no, the deep, 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 oh, deep down, down, deep down in my heart. I love my Jesus. There we go. All right, let's give Carl another one. Oh, the letter one. R. Oh, R. Oh, that's an easy one. Row, row, row your boat you go. down the street. So you could use this apparatus, this actual app for any games. You could come up with a bunch of different games that that would work for. So that's a good one to do. Um, let me go back uh, to my library here. And um, let me see. I'll leave, that, I'll leave that screen on with you guys there. And um, I'll go to my library. One that worked, this one could be pretty chaotic, but kind of fun. Barnyard Chorus, there's six animals there. And I would ask all the kids, they have to decide which noise they're going to make, okay? They have to make the noise of one of those animals, the chicken, a sheep, cow, dog, pig, or horse. And then I would spin it. Make your noise, Carl. So they're making the noise. They're making the noise while it's spinning. And how I did that, though, actually, Carl, is if you were if it landed on the animal that you were making, then you were out. Oh, all right. So I did it as a process of elimination oh, um, oh. to get down to one kit. So Carl, you're out there. Oh, so that one worked really well. And then let me show you my last one. The other one I've been working on here has been um, the bingo one. Now, uh, to do bingo, what I did, Carl, is I um, went to uh, uh, online a, a bingo card generator. There's one, I think it's myfreebingocards.com. You can generate uh, 30 random cards for free, which is probably enough for most of you guys. You can do 100 random cards for $10. And then I just gave everybody the link. You can even customize them. I was able to make uh, Denver First Church Kids on the top of it. Then everybody got the download link, and they download them. You tell your uh, kids, parents, to download six cards or however many cards you want to do and try and pick them at random to minimize uh, people getting bingo at the same time. And so they have their cards. The other thing you can do is ask them to make their own bingo card, copy one off the Internet if they can't print at home. But uh, then this is just going to randomize the numbers. All right, 063. So now, if you can't afford the app, can you just call up bingo numbers? Absolutely. But again, it's just giving kids a little eye candy. And, and them. we have some, um, some biblical bingos on the website. And I'll put those in the show notes because you could just draw. You could uh, email those cards out. And, um, and some of them are symbols, but some of them are actually Bible verses. And then you look up the Bible verse and you do a, a 30 second commentary on that Bible verse. Yeah. So, so, um, what, what, we're great with that is we, we played a few games and in the last game, I said, whoever wins, we're going to have pizza delivered to your house, uh, the next night. And so the kids were super pumped and excited about that. And so we played that on Wednesday and last night we delivered, we had uh, online yeah, delivery. Is- genius to the kids so and kids get super excited about that in fact that they're waiting we're going to do bingo again on monday and another way to make a great touch bless a family and uh, now the kids are really excited about playing bingo so what i do there is also on the uh, bingo card generator carl is it gives you a chart with all the uh, numbers and letters i keep that in front of me and i just highlight the ones that have been called already uh, to make sure i have a record of it for kids to show show their work there 
if they're to win. So, so anyway, so Sidekick just gives you some digital uh, options. There's a lot of different Sidekick games on the Download Youth Ministry site. Not all of them um, will not all of them will work um, with an at-home game. But you don't have to use Sidekick, Carl. You could also just use PowerPoint. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, lot of PowerPoint, PowerPoint games, games online. Yep. We have a few on Kidology, but there's lots on other websites as well. I've got some old CD-ROMs from Ryan Frank that are loaded with PowerPoint games. I'm going to have to uh, dig some of those out that I, that right. I never get years ago. Your other option is if you use ProPresenter, uh, which a lot of us do for, for our worship presenting, um, you should see right now, there's my setup there. I'm using two screens. Over there on the left is, for me, shows me what the kids are seeing on their screen. That way I can see the game stuff that's happening, but I can manage the app and manage my Zoom um, from the computer in front of me and just lay things out a little bit better. But using ProPresenter, I load my PowerPoint PowerPoint games into there. There's lots of games you can buy on Download Youth Ministry. Uh, Children'sMinistryDeals.com I think has some free ones. Uh, Carl, you, I don't know if you have PowerPoint games on Kidology. We have a few, not a lot. A few. So, um, but you can you can do tons of great games like that. Um, there's like uh, these were the free ones on Children's Ministry. Name that snap. These are just close-up games, right? So you click on that. <clears throat> All right, Carl, what do you think that is? Oh boy. Jello? No, that is fruit roll-ups. Oh, fruit roll-ups. Now you're making, you you making me hungry. <laughs> All right, what is that one, Carl? All right, that is that is Pringles. You are correct. Woo! So there's a bunch of those. Those ones are free. Uh, they have name that candy, name that cereal, name that food, name that or fruit or veggie. So there's lots of games. Anything you can create on PowerPoint, you can load up, use your pro presenter or use PowerPoint to do it. Um, lots of that's a simple, cheap way or free way to give a digital presence on it as well. So awesome. Well, hey, Craig, thank you so much for your time today to uh, come here. And uh, I'm putting my. There we go. Thank you, Craig, for joining us today and giving us so much of your time for some real practical ideas. Uh, folks, remember, it's not about being amazing, it's about connecting with your kids. Uh, have fun, be creative. And in our Kidology Facebook group, there'll be a thread to this Kidman Talk. If you've got a PowerPoint game, or something that you do that just goes over great or some idea you come up with, please share that because we all need those ideas so that we can make sure um, that we have variety and uh, keep things going. So thanks for joining us. Um, don't forget to check out kidology.org forward slash KCO for Kids Church Lessons and Kidman Digital for a whole webinar I did on taking your ministry digital. And we'll wrap it up with that. Thanks again, Craig. All right. Take care, Carl. Good to see you. All right. Bye.